Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is my Conversations with the Pope podcast. It's another week without any notable live sport or gambling action, as I'm sure you're all too aware by now. Still, we've got a solid hour or so of commentary and conversation together. Me and Popey have bounced all over the place in this episode, between Elton John and Michael Jordan, to Peter Cech's scrum cap and Phil the Power Taylor's clap for Boris. There's some massive price picks in our bet of the week, including a 25 to 1 Gigi, a sneaky 80 to 1 NBA angle, and an obscure 50 to 1 wager, weirdly featuring the body coach Joe Wicks. Pope's not happy with that one. Thanks again for tuning in. We know we're not the most polished podcast on the market with our current setup, but the feedback's been overwhelmingly popular since we started. Even from our strong Evertonian following, who seem tickled by Pope playing their panto villain. More of that in a minute. Cheers again to Dave McCabe for the intro music. You can now get us on Apple and through iTunes, as well as Spotify and Google Podcasts. Give us a follow or subscribe, and you'll get a little nudge every time we post a new one. Enjoy the show, if you can call it that. Timbuktu. Hello, Popey. How are you, oh, my mate? I'm okay, mate. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, they're surviving, just about. Mm-hmm. With this. The, uh, I think this the novelty is starting to wear off a little bit with the uh, with the lockdown. To be honest with you, getting a bit serious now. Plus, uh, yeah. Dylan has been too great this week, so we've had a few uh, few restless nights with him. So um, yeah, not 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 being the best to be honest with you. How about yourself? It sounded also positive for you last week, Popey. I thought you might be uh, turning the corner. Yeah, flying on all cylinders. Obviously not. I'm good, mate. You know, as you say. Up and down in it. Some days you feel really productive with it, and other days you just can't be asked showering. Don't forget, stay. You're you're two weeks ahead of me with your Howard Hughes experiments. So you start to pissing into bottles, yeah. No. <laughs> I think that's imminent. To be honest with you, I think it's going to get. Your John definitely has. Well, he's already got nails and hair like fucking Howard Hughes in his darkest days, <laughs> hasn't he? Let's, let's be honest, lad. Yeah, like you, you, it must really be testing your, uh, your, your sort of your resolve. Like, yeah, for, what is it now? Six weeks, seven it's, weeks? It's got to be into the seventh week, hasn't it? I've, I've lost count wow. now, to be honest with you, lad. I have, but what can you do? You've just got to do what you've got to do, haven't you? Stay indoors. Um, we're even doing like the online shops and that. Not even really get to the shops. The odd jog and whatnot. That's about it. That's it. But do you know oh, what? really? So 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 you just you, you literally you haven't you you've, you've not been out to the shops? Not really, lad. No, we've been in huh? the garden and that. The odd little walk, but not much. As you say, real Howard Hughes mode going on here. Um, I think so. Yeah. Literally, I haven't said that I've been to the shops. I've just been sending Lou. Wow. I just can't cues to be honest with you, Sting. Is it the queues, or it sounds like so? You're just sending the misses onto the front line, yeah. You're, you're not going out and fending. She's basically the, uh, risking life and limb, yeah, just to just to feed my ravenous appetite. <laughs> you're not really showing the way to your to your sons at all, there. Eh? You're just you're sending the misses out. That, that you're quite happy with that to lead that example. I just I just can't queue. I, I just uh, it's a massive massive hate of mine. I just I just get, I get anxiety. I'm just hoping that the people either side of me in the queue don't, don't try and turn to me for any small talk so you find yourself just looking in the phone the whole time. Uh, I just don't like the waiting. I just, I've really got a, a strong passion about 
I'm really passionate now about amateur HQ, and I just I just can't do it. Never have been able to. I was going to uh, say, I was going to say, is this a new Corona thing? Obviously, I get the heightened anxiety around queuing in the current climate, like, but but this is a this is a lifelong thing, is it? No, the, that's the only appeal. That's the only thing that appeals to me, really, the Corona element. So you saw it's a little bit of Russian roulette there. That, that doesn't deter me in the slightest. It's just more so just 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 queuing. It's it's been a lifelong hate of mine, to be honest. Of just even going to like going out, going bars, I try not for somewhere with table service, like Tribeca for the game. Um, or I've, I've been known to frequent quite a lot of shitholes in my time, so I'll just go to all sorts of places without queues where possible. I just I can't do it. This is the, put it this way: this is how much I hate queuing. I'd probably put it in room one on one second to only Peter check scrum crap. <laughs> you know my thoughts on Peter Jack's scrum cap sting. I've made 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 them vocal for for many years now. What do you think it was all a? A what? A nonsense? Oh, well, come on. So basically, let's let's just backtrack to the actual sort of events. Um, he got an innocuous sort of glance in the knee to his, to his cheek, I think. I think, it was a, um, I think it was a fractured skull. Debatable. Um, and then from that game forward, he, 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 he plays he plays every game in, in, in a scrum cap, apparently for protection. Uh, let's be honest, he's, he's hardly sent to the field in a Patriots helmet, is he? Yeah, no, I mean, you can't even touch a goalkeeper these days, can you? So I, I do get I get your take on that front. But it was a comfort thing for him, wasn't it? You know, he, he'd obviously soften the tissue, damage the Z. And he, no, uh, no, no, he was, no, you went with the protection. That's how, that's how they were playing it. It's, it's purely for protection. And to be honest, it's, it's more of a sheath than a, than a helmet. So I don't know how they've, they've come up with that one. I think it was just more of a fashion accessory in the end, to be honest with you. Do you know that we used to tell me, ma'am, that it was because he got cold? He had a cold head. <laughs> and every time... Like every time than, 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 a, than a helmet. Yeah, just every time he'd come on, she would completely rip him to bitch. Look at this soft bastard. <laughs> Middle of August, he's got <laughs> a hat on. Why is he cold, Steve? Why is he cold? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> she bought it. Oh, she even used to buy into it in the summer, did she? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, told all our aunties, told me nan everything. Look at this daft bastard, this Peter Czech. You seen him in the ass, this fella in the ass. Couldn't believe it. But they, that's... Do you remember your mum? Your mum's got a bit of previous, though, hasn't she, with with, with, with being a bit, bit gullible? God bless her. She is, yeah. Uh, yeah. you remember that one when she was trying to convince us about um, Derek Akora's um, special powers? And basically, the, the examples she used or the justification that she gave was that he predicted that Liverpool would beat West Ham in the FA Cup final in a high-scoring game. Hi, my name is Derek Okora. I'm a clairaudient spirit medium. I first became aware of my psychic abilities at the tender age of six. Although my early career was spent in a sporting background, I was always aware of my psychic abilities. And when my footballing days came to an end, I was led onto a pathway where mediumship would be developed. I work on voice vibration, I receive clairvoyant symbols, and when a person speaks directly to me, I'm able to tell them things about themselves, what's going on in their lives, and the lives of people connected to them. Though I receive my greatest satisfaction through being able to pass messages of comfort on from the world of spirit to the little ones who have been left behind on this earthly plane. <laughs> <laughs> It, it hardly makes some professional gambler of the year, that like, does it? Fucking hell. <laughs> Liverpool might win in a high... Might as well. Didn't put his neck on the line. Didn't give anyone a score. 
<laughs> High scoring oh, game, possibly. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, she's quite gullible. Yeah, she is. She, she's sharp in certain ways, but I remember us telling her the. Remember when um, is it Jim Walker left catchphrase? Oh, Roy Walker. Roy Walker, sorry. Roy Walker left catchphrase. Who are you yeah. seeing if you see it saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Chips and all that. Carry on. The, yeah, yeah, all that. Carry on. The new host. I don't know if you remember the new host. Actually, he's a knobhead. I think he's. I think he's the fella on that in for a penny. Oh, nice. Oh, well, then. Oh, God. Now you're talking so route. quite charismatic about him, I think. Oh, please, Ben, don't don't go down that route with him. Jesus, I'm talking about Route 101. <laughs> he would be right. It he'd be right in the incinerator for me, like. But, oh um, really? Yeah. So what are you saying? Like, in, in terms of Route 101, I'm basically I've got my Route 101 sorted. In terms of my first two, anyway. Without a doubt, just in summary, I'm going Peter Check Scrum Cap goes in first. Yeah. And queuing of any sort second. Probably the NHS clock third. I can't believe you're bringing it back to, to the NHS clap. Jesus. Still not behind On the it. subject of the NHS clap, by the way, we seem to have a little bit of a, a cult following in, uh, in Surrey, which is, uh, which is interesting. What Have you been looking at the analytics, have you? Or, or has someone directly give you a shout from, from Surrey? Well, I certainly wouldn't go that far. Um, no, I've just seen that on, on Thursday. You reported that the uh, hospitals of Surrey um, actually gave their own round of applause for the people staying at home which is obviously something I touched on in our pilot episode. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Nice to get a bit of appreciation, really, for what we're having to endure. <laughs> At least they get to still go to work, do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Would you, given the option, would you prefer to be on the front line working than, than, than stuck at home? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we seem to have a bit of a cool following already, which is uh, which is which is interesting. But just going back to, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not lost on me, by the way, how, how controversial I'm, I'm sounding here out the gates. But just one thing I wanted to uh, go back to about the Peter Check scrum cap. Obviously, I think it became more of a fashion accessory in the end, which is something we just touched on. It's really, it's really got your goat this this skull cap, hasn't it? It's a what, mate? It's really got your goat this this. Skull cap. Oh well, just well. There's, there's there's one thing for saying. It was a massive, massive sympathy ploy. Can Chelsea break that unbeaten record? And uh, the check having to come out quickly. I think he took a, a little bit of a knock there from uh, Steve Hunt, who's probably a little eager to make his point in his first Premiership start. Yeah, he did actually. I think uh, Stephen Hunt. Quite rightly feeling that he wants to chase everything down, but he did appear to catch Pe uh, Petacek there on the side of the face. Might rightly the referee call him for, uh, for Chelsea's trainer to come on. Just there. I don't think it was with the foot. I think it was just with either just below the knee or maybe just the shin catching the goalkeeper. Just there, look. Just on the side of the face. But nonetheless, <laughs> that doesn't do any favours in the first 40 seconds. Well, it looks a little dazed there. It certainly does. Petacek. <laughs> I... I... I'd like to see the x-rays, Pope. Maybe we can get you the medical records. I think he did fracture his skull in a couple of places, Peter Cech. I'm pretty sure that was the report. An innocuous glancing knee to the cheek is how I remember it anyway. Wasn't he out of so action? We, Was he out for about six months? Boss. Wasn't he out for about six months? <laughs> oh, come on. Surely not. Jesus, I'm not having that. Wow. And if he does, then he needs to take a long look at himself. Without the scrum cap on. 
Incredible, an incredible, an incredible take. But what you're saying there about feedback and whatnot, um, it's been amazing. It has been amazing. And you're talking about how we're keeping ourselves going in these times and doing bits like this is it's good. It's a release, isn't it? It's an outlet. Um, and I think everyone has been pretty positive. I know our sound's still a little bit DIY and we're kind of yeah. learning on the job, I think, a little bit, aren't we? But, uh, Mm. Totally positive feedback. There was a couple of Everton fans who took umbrage with some of your uh, your comments about oh, really last week. Yeah, there was you know anything in particular or I think was it the mass uneducated Evertonian? Well, uneducated masses, all right, okay. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, can't can't take a bit of banter, like. So what's what, what exactly is the issue here? Like, what are they what are they asking for? I just think they were wondering what you were going for. Was it was it a genuine? Opinion, or is Popey trying to fall into the heel role a little bit, trying to antagonise the our blue brothers on the other side of the city? Well, if they're angling for a, for an apology of any sort, they've got zero chance of that. Got more chance of me doubling down than, than apologising. So, would you say? Would you class yourself as uh, a bitter, a bitter red, uh, as a a gobshite, as as the blues might? might I was going to say, does a bitter red exist? Well, what exactly have we got to be bitter about? Yeah, so yeah, this is this is clearly the double down. No, not at all. No, as I say, what's wrong with them? It's only a bit of banter, isn't it, really? But um yeah, no, I've 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 sort of I've heard my views on, on sort of Evan in the past. As I say, I'm, I'm not a bitter because one there's not to be bitter about, but um I don't know, I, I seem to have upset them a few times in the past, like so this isn't a first by any means. I think you've got previous, yeah, you had quite an interesting take on Dixie Dean potentially being a fictional character, I remember at one point when we when we were in college. Well, he'd have to be, wouldn't he, with a name like that? <laughs> Something about there being no footage, no video footage of him showing me a goal uh, of his. No proof, yeah. It's about as real as Mickey Mouse, um, I think, with my exact exact words, to be honest with you. But I just think, when was he apparently banging them in? What are we talking, 1920s, 30s? We're talking 100 years sure. ago? Yeah, yeah, Long yeah. before football was relevant. So, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily... Um, something that... I'd take too much much notice too, to be honest with you. Have you not warmed a little bit to the whole Ancelotti era, the takeover? I think you've got to have respect for Carlo, lad. You know, we've even as a, as a Liverpool fan, we've gone into Edwardham quite a lot, and he's, he's such a great manager, such one of my favourite football personalities, Ancelotti. And the eyebrow, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, you know, do you know, of course, massive respect for Ancelotti, to be honest with you. And I think I, I was amazed that they actually. Got him to be honest with you. So fair play to Evan for um, for being able to attract the manager of that calibre. Um, I think it sort of speaks speaks volumes about about the project going on there. So um, yeah, no, I, I respect Ancelotti. You've only got to look at his his track record, and he's he seems to have improved them right away mm-hmm. without sort of being given the the resources in the transfer market to sort of stamp his own mark on the team. So no, you'd have to you'd have to respect Ancelotti. Credit where it's due, like for actually getting Ancelotti in the first place. We chose a life of lies. Now those lies have returned to haunt us. Go! It seems I'm in possession of a secret. Yes. to hide from her that she has a grandson. Do you ever wonder what he'd be like now? 
We've hidden it for more than a quarter of a century. He's been told his father died in battle and his mother in childbirth. Charles Pope is very important. Who is this man, Pope? And why is father investing in his business? My daughter is a jewel, as far above you as the stars. I love you. Belgravia. This spangled city for the rich. Going back to Room 101, I'd probably, for the most part, put the whole of ITV in Room 101, I reckon. But I have oh, actually... Really? Have you caught any of that Belgravia? I've been watching Belgravia with me ma, Popey. Have you watched any of that? It's one of them... Lad, I'm not a Downton guy. I'm not a period Isn't that the hair treatment place that you used to spend the fortune on? <laughs> Ironically, it is the same name, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? It. Okay, okay. That's what I thought you were on about there. You had the direct edit, didn't you? Was I did. Months? It was pricey stuff, yeah. It was pricey stuff. I, I'm convinced... The What's good that done, you know? <laughs> hey, no, it was good. It was good while it lasted, but I just couldn't keep it up. I couldn't keep the maintenance up, to be honest with you. It was about, about 1,200 quid a, a year... You're putting it in. Wow. You're putting it in morning and night, um, and you, you're basically looking like the ego Simeone by the end of it. Like it's it's not quite the natural, <laughs> not quite so the natural. Look. He wants us to pursue that, no? No, no, I didn't. But the, the show with the same name. Have you caught any of it now on ITV? It's one I've been I've been watching, Popey. But there's a quite a strong gambling. Um, Fred through it. One of the main. All right, okay. One of the main characters. It's it's like eighteen hundreds, I think seventeen hundreds, and um, one of the main characters has got a massive gamble and bet. But it's uh, it's quite funny to see that two of the main characters. One's called Pope and one's called Satan. Not having that. <laughs> Not for one minute having that. <laughs> yeah, the butler's Satan, and uh, and Popey's the, the lead guy. He's the illegitimate. Um, well, of course. He's the Ill- illegitimate heir to a, either, not a throne, but a, an ship, I believe it is, and a, and a, a vast fortune. Um, so, so basically I'm the protagonist and you're the dog's body, basically. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like kind of like what this setup's turning into. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, sounds quite familiar, yeah. <laughs> but it's quite, it's quite novel in our names, frequently through, because... They're not names you're overly here, are they, Tate and Pope? You don't hear them much, like, to be honest with you. You're it all through this show. But I just keep seeing you in the 1800s. Every time Pope's mentioned, I'm, I'm trying to picture you back then. I mean, I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a listen. It's funny you should mention names, actually. We found out on sh- last week what school our Louis going to be going to in September. Shut up. Where's he got into? Uh, Northway, which is it's one by ours, to be honest with you. But... Um, it was our second choice, so obviously you're not having kids yourself just yet. You, you want yeah, more of the problem. Not that we know of, like... Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. you got a few illegitimate children knocking about, no doubt. Um, so basically you have three preferences, so you, know, you, 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 you mark them in sort of order of preference, one, two, and three. Yeah. So we got our second choice, which wasn't too bad, but we took a little bit of a punt on the first choice. So it was a Catholic school, basically. Yeah. And a lot of people listening to this one. Let's, let's rephrase that. I'm not going to have a lot of people listening to this, but people who do listen to this will be under the assumption that I'm uh, of Catholic religion, but that's not the case. I'm a proddy. Um, so anyway, we took a little bit of a punt, even though we're Protestants, trying to get into a Catholic school, because it's that good, you see. Yeah. We went to the evening, very impressive. Um, so I was convinced, just by having this, my son having the same name, same surname as the head of the Catholic Church, that might have been enough to... Uh, to, to sort of seal the deal, I thought it would have been a sweetener. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, apparently so. Uh, apparently not, rather. So no. uh, we got our second choice in the end. 
it's a bit frustrating, but it's what it is. Interesting for a Catholic church to to refuse a pope, definitely. I do worry about that. I do worry about the branding on on our uh, on our little podcast thing we're doing here because uh, are we going to get some religious, very very disappointed religious people? Expect hopefully so. The more listeners, the better. Ultimately, yeah. So I think my my surname at least. I think that might, uh, yeah, pull in a few more listeners, which will be nice. I hope so, yeah. We'll take whatever we can get, won't we, I think. Have you been listening to many podcasts yourself, Popey? I've, I've caught a few little bits. I've caught, uh, you know, besides the, the usually SPM ones we listen to, I've caught um, Mina Kimes's. She does, she does like a daily podcast, like 20 minutes, little shorts. And she had yeah. uh, Doug Kazarian on or something like that. Um, Betting expert. Talking okay. about just where gambling is at the moment with Vegas shutting down, and he was saying there's a lot of lot of esport betting going on apparently at the moment. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So did, did did William Hill get a mention in this podcast at all? Like or? he didn't. No, I was open to hear a little bit of insight there. Ah. He was just saying the the sports books have been closed. There's about 900 people, I think he said, out of work in Vegas and whatnot, and on the strip. Um, who've all basically either been furloughed or lost their jobs at the moment. It's not a great time for gambling, but um, even also, say- but, but on the flip side of that, it's a good good time to invest in shares, which obviously of we've course, yeah, the last couple of weeks. But I was I would, was was thinking maybe I should dust off my old PlayStation pad, lad. Do you remember that <laughs> two thousand and one Celtic team, my pro Evo Celtic team? Fucking hell. Won a couple of competitions <laughs> in college. So esports, just to backtrack slightly, just 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 bear in mind that I'm a bit of a technophobe, not on any social media platform. Um, esports is basically just two lads playing each other. Yeah, on the computer, yeah. Whatever, no, yeah. Not necessarily always sports, but I, I believe in the gambling terms, they're taking wages on, say, the NFL, boxing matches. Yeah, between two gamers, basically. Really, lad? Is that what yeah. the world's come to? Jesus Christ! It's not. Everyone's isn't it? just 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 chasing a bit of action, really, aren't they? Well, it's it's a lucrative game to be in. You know, there, there is some there's million pound contracts with Red Bull and that for certain esports players. It's 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 big business, like. Well, I was watching Ballers. Obviously, we mentioned in the Rock last week. We yeah. went to uh, complimentary of them, like, but we still mentioned Ballers. We still give them a, a plug, nonetheless. And there was an element of esports in that, like one of the. Uh, one of his, his clients, some sort of NFL offensive lineman, wants us to jib it off and just focus on esports, which I, I couldn't quite get my head around at the time because I, I didn't really understand the concept. But do you fancy your chances, do you? Yeah. If you were, <laughs> Maybe not now. Celtic it, 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 2001. It'd take a long time to come back. Like, I'd need a, I'd need a long camp like Sugar Ray coming back for Hagler, I think. But that. <laughs> Poppy, that's Celtic. Team. I, don't do remember, not... I don't remember you being up so much, lad, on the Pro Evo <sighs> days. Come I remember. On. So we know we used to spend a lot of time in yours, me, you, Wally, and your brother John. Little tournaments. I always remember you coming up the rear, as the uh, actually says to the bishop. That's an absolute. Uh, that's an absolute nonsense, Poppy. You don't remember me winning? I believe I won a, a tournament in Big Peter Smith's in Heighton, Twenty quids in. I think it was quite the bounty for a for a sixteen, seventeen year old. To be honest with you. <laughs> Well, I, I, I wasn't there, you see, so that's, that's probably why you did win it. I remember Wally was the standout player, I'll give him that. And then I think I was second, and I think you and you and Peggy were much of a muchness, to be honest with you. I remember beating Peggy, um, I think I was Aston Villa, I think, and he was Arsenal, Highbury, like 6-2 or something. That was my abiding memory of our pro Evo days, and yours, like... Selective memory, it's got to be selective memory. That that team, honestly, Hartson, Henrik Larsson, Didier Gatt on a red arrow... 
on the wing. Umpire. <laughs> red arrow. Don't remember Do Didier Gatt with a red arrow. Fucking hell. Well, do you not remember? Because they used to hate that. That was the one sort of stipulation I'd have, right? We just put everyone on red arrows before we play. No. Whereas you with that against it, you wanted the mixed bag, didn't you? Well, you've just got to see who turns up and what mood they're in. You can't just put everyone. <laughs> you were basically a doper. You were trying to juice your team before we before we got on the pitch. By the sound of things, Mick Ferris was another one. The same wanted everyone on red arrows, just running around like lunatics. That's not. How it... <laughs> but you want everyone on top of the game, then? No, I think that's no. A, it's genetically that's modified. A true reflection, then, whoever wins the game, because everyone's playing to the to the best of their ability. Like, no, you know it's, I mean? it's bullshit. I'm not into that. I'm not into that at all, Popey. Really, no, no, no. But it sounds like that there's a there's a taste brewing here to, to maybe have a little a little tournament between us. My name is Ryan O'Callaghan. I'm a gay retired NFL player. My family, they were pretty conservative. They were very colorful. They're gay jokes. You know, when you're a kid and you hear every time someone says fag and you remember that, especially when it's someone you love. Now looking back, you know, I know they were speaking out of ignorance, not hate. But as a kid growing up, people you love talking like that, you know, that scares the hell out of you. Another great podcast that I caught as well, Popey, last night, it was. What, other than ours, do you mean? Oh, other than ours, of course, yeah, yeah. I did listen yeah. to ours back. We do need to we need to box the sound off on that, but we'll get round to that. Mike's it in the post, I believe. Okay, very good. I think Amazon have probably got more pressing issues and, and packages to to get out than, than a couple of... Uh, so we'll have to introduce uh, some singing then, I suppose, to the next podcast now that the mics are on the way. Well, we could do, yeah. A little bit of karaoke, a little bit of... Get your gooey on. Get up, <laughs> possibly. Bit of, lo- <laughs> bit of lockdown, big swing, big band, bit of boom like, possibly. Nice. But yeah, um, it was a documentary. Do you know the Outlook series, Popey, on BBC? It's a uh, little, again, condensed half an hour stories on people's stories or a little time in history, but it was on Ryan O'Callaghan. Um, I didn't know the story, lad. He, he was a uh, fifth round draft pick for the Patriots. 2006. Yeah, I don't know myself, to be honest with you. Well, he was he was a gay guy, and he kept his sexuality, his whole life, completely secret. He was in the closet all the way through, basically. Um, yeah. To a point where he was just mentally tortured with it. Um, he was okay. hiding it from his teammates, thinking about it constantly in conversation when people were bringing up talk about dates and whatnot. Um and he was basically just going to live his NFL life and then commit suicide at the end of it. Like, heavy, heavy stuff. So, it's worth checking out. Oh, he was here after his NFL career. He was going to kill himself. That was his plan. It was like, you know, I'm going to do the NFL. I'm going to live high. I'm going to buy cars. I'm going to, you know, live the high life sort of thing on the surface. And then I'm going to... Mm. He couldn't face it. I'm just going to commit suicide when mm. when it's when it's over. So, it was, it, it's quite a heavy story. Um, but it, it just got me, it got me thinking about... Um, Ah, oh, we've still got no gay players in the Premier League. It, it seems, does it? I know we've had rumours over the years, but it just seems. Well, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're broadening that to, to not not specifically the Premier League, but football in general, I certainly know of at least one. You do? Well, you've got confirmation, or who? Mm? James McFadden? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's common knowledge. McFadden, Dixie Dean, <laughs> Dixie Dean. Was, was that something the nickname was it? Is that where you're going with that one? 
It wasn't actually, no, but now you mention it, yeah, even more so, yeah. No, I, just, just to rally Everton fans again, you see. Oh, well, I was actually going to gonna go to another Everton play. James McFadden, there were strong rumours, wasn't there? I know we're being reckless here. Gareth Bale, I think there was talk of Ashley Cole, wasn't no, I think Graham was so. There's been, there's been a lot of uh, insinuation there, hasn't it? Obviously with Fowler and that, the run-ins they had in the past. Of course, Graham was so, yeah, but it just seems... It just seems crazy that nowadays, 21st century, 2020, we still haven't got an openly gay player in the Premier League. It just seems nuts. If you think of the following, though, football, oh, mate, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's certainly, it's never, never be the easiest, I would have thought it's the easiest to come out, but no. uh, especially when the sort of the, the demographic, really, of football fans mm. uh, can be pretty, pretty brutal, to say the least. And then obviously you've got social media nowadays. Um, yeah, that would be a bit of a tough gig, like, but I think eventually someone will, will come out other than that, Dixie. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is a bit of a mad one. But do, you still think, do you still think it's it's probably impossible for a player to come out now in the top flight? No, not impossible. Just just like like anything in, in life when you're the first to do something, it's not easy, is it? Mm, no. It's, I don't like, but... Uh, I suppose if, uh, if Schofield can do it, anyone can. And you'd, you'd expect so, wouldn't you? You'd expect so. Speaking of Is that someone... part of the reason you want ITV to go into Room 101, by the way? Schofield? No, there's no there's no homophobic element to it, of course not. I just think... Okay. It's uh, it's terrible, isn't it? That guy, that, that in for a penny is... Uh, oh, I can't watch him. Mulhern, you're not having him, no? Man. No, 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 no. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a nauseating presenter. I really... I really struggle with them, to be honest with you. I really do. do you, so, what, is that a big part of the reason that you wanted to put ITV in Room One Hundred One? Because he's on the payroll. It's just as a, as a brand on the whole, I find it. I really struggle with it. I struggle with the programming. Um, Piers Morgan and well, yeah, yeah, just the reality stuff. It's, <clears throat> it's overwhelming, isn't it? The reality stuff. I was. I did want to check out the. Uh, and I suppose there's an element of gambling with this, certainly. Uh, the Chris Tarrant one, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I don't know, did you did you catch that yourself, Poppy? I tell you what, for somebody who wants to put ITV in Room 101, <laughs> you watch a lot of ITV. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, the recent programme and the lockdown has kind of turned me around a little bit from ITV, really. I seem to be growing reluctantly fond of it, really. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't watched it, but I obviously I know the uh, yeah I know the uh, the premise of the show, and I know obviously I remember it happening actually in real life. He's, he's as guilty as sin, isn't he? I, I don't, don't know. know. I, Source of debate about it. They're still denying it, and apparently the lawyer who's representing them is is opening up the case. Wants to clear the name, wants to claim compensation. Compensation. <coughs> it looks a great cast. Apparently, Michael Sheen. I mean, you've seen him do Clough. You've seen him do, you know, his performance as Tony Blair over the years. He is great. I think it's probably He's brilliant. Sheen, brilliant, ah, really good. Yeah, I've been told it's worth watching for him alone. The show itself isn't great. But it got me thinking about um, last time I see me missus, which seems fucking hell, seems a, an age ago. I know she's still quarantined down there in in London on in isolation. But we watched. Look at you. We wa- <laughs> what I'd give to spend some time away from me better half at the at the minute. But go on, sorry. <laughs> They're possibly not. Really, a... By the way, I'll just mention general terms like spending time away from your missus. Do you want me to edit that bit out or <laughs> quite happy? Keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually stumbled onto a. Um, and now you obviously should never laugh at the Holocaust. It's not a laughing matter on any aspect. But of course not. It was Chris Tarrant doing a documentary on on the Holocaust and. 
that comical, that comical voice with the subject matter. It was, it was quite, <laughs> it was quite hard to say. It's a bit obscure, oh. uh, very random, like very random. What's what, what's that about? I think he's obviously he's he's touched on hard times there, hasn't he? And he's just taking any gig he's offered. I don't clearly. know if he's a Jewish guy. Yeah, I don't know if he's a Jewish guy. Maybe he had. Uh, uh, this is again reckless speculation here. Maybe he had Nazi roots <laughs> that he was trying to. Trying to wrestle with, I'm not sure, but there was a there was really? a, there was a part of it. He was interviewing this old Holocaust survivor, eighty odd, and uh, the guy was going into detail about having to having to eat his clothes, like he got that desperate. And oh, very emotive stuff, like yeah. But for Chris Tarrant to be asking him, you had to eat a shoe. It was. Quite... <laughs> <laughs> It was just added a comedy element oh, in there, yeah, just, or wrongly. A shoe! It was quite a, a juxtaposition between subject matter and and Chris Tarrant's comical voice. Yeah, it, it was quite hard. It was quite, quite hard to... Uh, yeah, very random. I'll have to look that one up, I think, Steve. Mentality was to go out and win at any cost. Jordan is the most talented player in the NBA by far. The show of the 90s, the team of the 90s. How you feel? Whenever they speak Michael Jordan, they should speak Scottie Pippen. We created an image that people want to live up to. I think that's all you can hope for. The yeah. the Michael Jordan doc was showing last night, wasn't it? Stateside making its debut last night. Um, so is that the one? The the last dance is yeah. it? Is it called? Yeah, ten part series. It's on Netflix, by the way. So I'll, I'll give it a watch. Is it on Netflix? Has it gone straight onto Netflix? Just got an email now. Yeah, saying the last dance new episodes weekly. Oh, so they're only re- releasing an episode at a time. But that's all they're doing. That's all the SPN doing. Wow, Pope, me prayers have been answered. I've turned into one of those wankers who um. <laughs> Who <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got much of a much of a Twitter output like, but I've been tweeting ESPN, BT, ESPN UK, anyone who'd listen, pleading, telling them that I'm paying full subscription, still no sport, and they haven't even been able to land this Michael Jordan doc for us. But wow, prayers have been answered. It's on Netflix, Pope, yeah. It's on Netflix, literally just had the email now, yeah. Um... Oh mate. That's amazing. Oh, here we go. So they're releasing two episodes at a time, even better. Fantastic. So the first episode's dropped now and is available on Netflix. First two. Oh. Two at a time. Maybe we should watch that together over FaceTime, possibly. I don't know. I know you're quite uncomfortable with your, your face on screen for whatever reason. Very much so. It wouldn't you be with a, with a, with a head like mine? You should see it now. So basically a little bit updates on the DIY haircuts. <laughs> it's at the phase now where it's obviously starting to grow out. Yeah. So it's 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 basically it's 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 tell you what I'll tell you what it resembles Davy Prutton circa two thousand and seven oh, during yeah. the where he's took where he's where he's had a skinhead and he's decided to grow it out and it's ended up looking like a bear's beanbag. Davy Prutton is not. I, I don't imagine anyone has ever gone into any barber shop. Doesn't matter if it was from where he lived or where he played as a young lad. Nobody's ever gone into a barber shop and asked for the Davy Prutton, have they? 
Well, it's well, you'd like to think not, but as I say, that's that two minds starting to resemble. Unfortunately, bit of a bit of a four sliced toaster head. Which is uh, which is not a great look. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on Jordan Popey. I know you're very much. I'm more of a baseball man. You're very much an NBA guy. I think we meet in the middle with the NFL. Um, was mm. he a little bit before your time? Was he Popey? Do you remember much about Jordan, or or is he? Have you watched a little yeah, a bit, bit before me time? But but similar to sort of Dalglish, since a Liverpool fan, really. Do you know what I mean? Even though it was before me time. But lucky nowadays, I suppose I've we've got YouTube and other platforms yeah. to watch. Watch players back, and then you just you just just look at his his achievements, and you hear the stories, and you watch the footage, albeit in sort of small sample sizes through highlights. But um, I think his achievement speaks for itself. Why are you are you sort of disputing as to whether he's the the all time goals? No, 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 no. I mean, yes. I I was always a Kobe guy, wasn't I? But obviously. He was before me time. I've probably read more on Jordan than I have watched games. So I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing a, a bit of him in action. Um, I could probably do with watching a few of the classic matches, really. Um, but I know, do you I know, know what's interesting, though, lad, about Jordan? Sorry to interrupt. Go on, mate. It, it's, def- it, it's basically, it's, it's, it's pretty definitive. If you hear whoever it is, whether it be a fan or a former basketball player or a sports analyst of any any time, of any sort. Obviously, we watch a lot of ESPN. Mm. Unanimous in saying Michael Jordan's the greatest, yeah. greatest basketball player. There's no debate. There's no. no for different angles. And obviously, LeBron James gets a lot of applause nowadays, and rightly so. But I think it's it's pretty definitive and unanimous in, yeah. in the opinion that he's, he's, he's the greatest of all time. I was hearing that Michael Wilbon, um, you know, Tony Kornheiser's mate, he, yeah. His quote about him was Michael Jordan does what he does better than anyone does what they do. Which oh, is, really? Yeah. Oh, that's quite a statement, isn't it? That's quite a statement, that. I mean, that that's even outside the sport. I'd argue... Do you think there's any arguments there on the sport front, maybe, with that? Tiger Woods possibly had a thrown in the mixer at his peak. But the only thing against Tiger Woods is, obviously, in my opinion, and I, I, I know from previous conversations we've had in your opinion as well, and a lot of people of our era will put Tiger Woods as the greatest golfer of all time. Ultimately, he's not because you're measured against your majors and he's still yeah. behind Nicholas. Yeah. So just purely for that reason, you couldn't say he does what he does better than what Jordan does. No. Philip Howard Taylor? Who? Philip Howard Taylor? Oh, do you know what? You just reminded me. My abiding memory of this lockdown up to now, it's not a good one, is Phil, Ta- uh, Phil Taylor standing on his front doorstep in his cheap polyester dart shirt, applauding for Boris Johnson. I don't know whether you whether you got access to that footage or not. No, no, I didn't. Uh, probably for the best that I didn't really. Come on, Boris! I haven't got the power. You have. Come on, Boris! It was it was nauseating to be honest with you. Come on, Boris. Maybe oh. yeah. In his in his cheap polyester dark shirt, and that got me thinking. Actually, I thought, all right, to Phil Power Taylor, Northern man from Stoke and all that. He's there's this outpouring of emotion towards Boris. Then 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 what about the rest of the country? And then sort of you can, you can the, the conspiracy theorist in me and the cynic in me to an extent. I, I sort of got come to the way of thinking that that. Um, 
our Prime Minister's apparent recent trip to the uh, to the intensive care unit was uh, was suspiciously short to the point where I think it might have all been engineered by uh, by a Tory government um, as a sympathy ploy, really, with the next general election in mind. Oh, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. I think so. If you, if you think about it, um, Labour obviously got a new leader now who seems slightly less competent, slightly less incompetent than, than Jeremy Corbyn. Um, and it was you who said on this very podcast a couple of weeks ago, part of the reason or the main reason you were backing Joe Biden in the next presidential election over Trump was the history of world leaders after um, significant historic events. Yeah. And he used Winston Churchill as an example. Yeah. He lost the general election after D-Day. So obviously, the current governments are going to have access to all this information. They're going to have the necessary data. They'll see that everything's starting to trend towards Labour. And he feels, OK, how do you get everyone back on track? And I think there's no better way of doing that than a sympathy ploy, not too dissimilar to Peter Cech's scrum cap. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting take. And, and I get it. Me pushback on it, me response to it would be, he did look like shit for weeks in fairness. He looked like a fucking clammy, like a, I don't know, a massive Dunning baby bell. Well, I wouldn't be judging that based on how his hair was looking. Do you not think? Well, yeah, he's always looked like he's brushed his hair with a slipper. I've, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest with you. But, um, no, I'll give you that. Basically, my angle is I'm, I'm not disputing the fact that he was that he was ill or he was poorly or... yeah. It seems suspiciously brief his, uh, his stint in intensive care, and I'm not necessarily knocking the government for it. It's, it's probably a heady play because since then there's been an outpouring of emotion towards him, and he seems to be getting people on side. And he's needed I, it, Pope. He's needed it. I read a, an article in the Times on Sunday just just lambasting him, just about he missed five Cobra well, meetings. So, after, so it might not have worked after all. Then no, after, I, after this, I, after his uh, apparent stint in, in intensive care. I think they've been holding back. To be honest with you, Popey, I do. I think while he's not been well, I think that's bought him a little bit of time on the backlash front, and uh, we do have to get together, but. As you say, I'm not going to lie, and this will probably sound terrible, when the news was filtering through about him um, going into hospital and whatnot, as any good gambler does, I was checking the markets. I was, I, was che- <laughs> I was checking the next Prime Minister markets. I was checking the next election markets. It's, it's our instincts, isn't it, I suppose? Unfortunately, everything was suspended, and, and probably rightly so with the Prime Minister. <laughs> I'm going to surprise you here now. You're actually going to talk to me on a human level now. I'm just purely on a human level. When I first heard that news, I felt sorry for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But just on a human level, with him being a a sort of a father-to-be, I know he's got kids anyway, with his missus being pregnant, dad-to-be, just purely on a human level, I felt a bit sorry for him. Doesn't necessarily say I like the guy, given his history with the city of Liverpool, um, which we all know about, and his his Hillsborough flares in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. also it won't be, but I surprised myself really because when I first did the news first filtered through, I think I'd be particularly asked about Boris Johnson, not necessarily saying it was, but yeah, my, my first sort of emotion, I just did feel a little bit of uh, empathy towards him. Absolutely, but yeah. that's obviously short lived. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think, right, I, I, as you're saying there, from a betting point of view, I do feel possibly maybe as drummed up a little bit of sympathy, uh, but. It wouldn't be surprised if he suffers the same fate as who we spoke about before, the likes of Churchill. You know, to come through a crisis, it is hard to retain 
uh, your government and your power. So, so we'll see. I think so. Just one more thing on Jordan as well. An interesting element of it that, that I'm looking forward to, Pope, is is gambling. I want to say I've done a lot of reading on Jordan. A lot of it has been around his gambling. I think we've discussed it a little bit in the past, possibly. Um, I was reading a little bit more over the weekend, just refreshing. Apparently, he used to have a hundred grand rock paper scissor matches against <laughs> teammates, <laughs> and uh, according to Charles Barkley, he bet Charles Barkley three hundred grand on one putt during a during a golf match. Uh, who to sink the putt, Jordan? Or I, I think it was him. I think it was him to sink the putt. Like, yeah, I think if he, I don't oh, know. Oh, so he's he, he, he clearly likes the pressure. So he's put that other pressure on himself. I bet three hundred grand. I'll sink this putt. I bet he's fucking as well, hasn't he? Pope, he's Michael Jordan. You know, is he confident in himself? Well, yeah, of course he is. He, he's, M, <laughs> he's MJ. <laughs> Is, I is do remember I've read a story recently and I've actually watched the footage on YouTube. I think it was about two or three years after he'd retired. There was a, a a young lad out of college who was picked in the first round of the draft by the Bulls. Uh, and he'd come in and he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder and he was he certainly didn't lack, lack any confidence. Yeah. And uh, he, he decided that the best source of routes to go down in terms of raising his... Uh, stock within the Bulls organisation was to to call out Jordan. I don't think he called him out directly, but he basically said, game of one-on-one, he's an old man, I'll, I'll do it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, anyway, it got back to Jordan, didn't it? He turned up the next morning at the uh, in the gym at the uh, at the Bulls facility, Chicago Bulls facility, and there was Jordan ready to go in his uh, in his sweats, as they say in America, in his tracky bottoms and his yeah. vest. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a game to 11, I think they play one-on-one. I think he dusted them like 11-5 or something. They got footage on YouTube. Of course he did, yeah, of course. I think you've got to respect the kid. He's thought, I'm going to come out, I'm going to try and make a name for myself. Why not go with the king? Well, no, because it's. It, I think it practically ended his career. I think he was a bit of a also runner. I don't think he made much of a career after that, to be honest with you. So no. I think, um, I, I understand the source of the bravery to an extent, but... I don't think it done much, much, uh, much to his career in the long term. Like never to be heard of again. We mentioned um, sporting greats there, Phil the Power Taylor, and obviously your opinion might have changed on him since. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. It got me onto a subject that I wanted to talk to you about this uh, PDC home tour of darts. Popey, did you see? Oh uh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see Gary Anderson's <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi <laughs> problems? He's had to drop out. <laughs> Former world Brilliant. champion, can't be arsed getting fibre optic broadband, clearly. You know what, with that, and I, 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 we have briefly touched on it um, over the last week, but I, I, do you know what, I've, I, I was aware that the story was out there, but I don't know the specifics, to be honest with you. I didn't know whether because he was just out in the sticks in Scotland, he struggled to get it regardless of whether he was... Uh, Paying extra for a better, better service or not. So, what are the uh, what are the specifics behind it? Like, he, he just said it is his Wi Fi is apparently too weak, so he, he can't film the footage. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look the most technical man, does he? Gary Anderson, Jesus Christ, in his little tartan shirt, always pushing his little glasses <laughs> up. I can't see him. I, I can't see. Him just str- before you go deeper into it, funny you mentioned mention a panel because that was the one thing. That came out of the whole Phil the Power Taylor ordeal with the Boris Johnson clap, and that's the one thing I give him respect for: the fact he was actually donning his uh, his, his, his cheap polyester dark shirt. Yeah, and that got, do you reckon he wears it for bed? Yes, he, he does. Do. 
Yeah. Round the house. He must wear it round the house. He must wear it round the house. I'm just... But it's such a shame that Gary had to drop out. But it got me thinking that... Would it not just be a better tournament or a better broadcast if we just got to have a look around darts players' houses rather than (laughs) watch them play darts? Like, I mean, what the fuck's Gary Anderson got knocking around in his house, lad? Let's be honest. They've all got mini bars. With bodies in, probably. (laughs) Pineapple ice cooler. Reckon Barney's got one of them. (laughs) For when he's entertaining, I'd imagine... They don't really, they don't really smack of of, of, of class and, and, and sort of yeah. They, I, I don't think they know how to decorate a house like would they? Lot of kitchen, our boys on the PDC tour, like lot of kitchen there. Bit of taxidermia, I reckon, knocking about. John Park, maybe <laughs> John Park or a stuffed, <laughs> stuffed owl or an owl stuffed. So he's definitely got a cellar piled high with bodies. John Park, what a strange cat he is. Jesus Christ, Darth Maple, Darth Maple, yeah. I actually seen him. I actually seen him talking about um, young guns going for the top dogs. I was actually at the oh, what year would that have been? Maybe two thousand and eleven. Could it have been World Darts Championship where he took on Kirk Shepherd? I think it was one of the first at the Alexander Palace. And um, oh, really? Yeah. Remember Kirk Shepherd with that wonky throw that he had? The kid who came on the scene unseeded took them all out. I think he took Phil Taylor out. I think he took Barney out. And uh, Darth... Vaguely, now you mention him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horrible. Gammy thrower, yeah. horrible jellied, terrible fucking as the spike, Dax Wax kind of effort on the barnet. Wow, yeah, it's all coming back now. It's all flooding back to me, yeah. And John Parr just put him, absolute procession, just put him completely, completely in his place, like... Oh, really? A cake shepherd, there we go. So was his career short-lived, was it? It was, it was. And me going to a... Darts events with my ex missus was also short lived as well. I kind of t- overindulged in the uh, the sponsorship drink. I think it was full of fucking Carlin, and then uh, actually fell down the embankment at uh, at Alexander Palace, caked in mud. Oh, pissed like? Oh, pissed as a fart. Yeah, yeah. In the old drinking days, yeah, it was absolutely absolutely cabbage. To be honest with you. So probably. that was the end. That was that then, as they say. Yeah. We didn't go to uh, one again, and I think uh, the relationship was pretty short lived. <laughs> Understandably so. Just watch it don't come out, John Partweight. You know he's deceivingly big under that fucking flowing dark shirt that he's got. Blouse, you could call it. What what he kind of wears. John Part. Well, on the subject of weight, yeah, I think. Well, basically, I did I tell you that I broke my toilet seat the other day. What? Oh, you broke it. What with, with your weight? I think you mentioned something. With, 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 what with just sitting on it? Just sitting on it, yeah. And what, see, when I say I broke it, I'm talking it shattered into pieces. There was literally shards of plastic flying across the bathroom. Fucking hell. What have you been indulging in? What's the what's the food of choice in the Pope household? Well, it, was, it was as if I'd sat on a mine. Just couldn't believe it. Literally, Dylan was in the bath, and then I was sort of sat on it with my feet upon the bath. Sat on it, and then bang, just literally the top part of it exploded. Um, I've, in all fairness, though, I've literally been living on a diet of bread and biscuits. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sounds like a John Cooper Clark poem, Pope. Fucking hell, bread and biscuits. <laughs> me and me, listen, we went through four loaves of bread in ten days. <laughs> and considering there's only, there's only two adults in the house... That's a lot of yeast being consumed. Yeah, Jenny Sack told Gabriella she needed a bigger house. Jenny Sacrimony. What she needs is her own zip code. <laughs> Jersey's a small state. She moves in. 
She could tip it over. <laughs> I like a woman you can grab onto something. You grab onto Ginny Sacramoni, your fucking hands will disappear. She's so fat, her blood type is ragu. <laughs> She's so fat she goes camping. The bears have to hide their food. But Ginny holds ass. She's got to make two trips. <laughs> two guys can fuck her at the same time and still never meet. <laughs> oh, Johnny! Fuck who? What? What's so funny? Nothing. We're just talking about one of the girls. I was having a think on this myself, lad, to be honest with you. Who are we worrying about corona-wise? Um, who's who's going to come out in trouble? Like, I know Ben Roethlisberger, I'm worried about him um, <laughs> size-wise. He'd apparently got into the best shape ever, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Oh, He's yeah. always been a big guy. Looks like a fucking... Fridge on legs, doesn't he? I think we've called him in the past when he's... Will Ferrell is, 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 is the he best is. comparison I can give to anyone out there who doesn't know what he looks like. But Basically, it's like Will Ferrell. I worry a little bit about Richard Lewis. From I don't know if you're a Caribbean enthusiasm fan, Popey. I, I worry about... He didn't look too good in the Lisa series, and I worry, I worry with Corona around him. I worry about... Really? I worry about Tiger Woods' vices, you know, getting on top. Is he going <laughs> to go back to the dark days? You think? I don't. It's it, it, it's a bit of a mad question. It's honestly not something I've given any thought to. But now that you ask celebrities, who I'll be concerned about, uh, well, probably Bradley Walsh. You Bradley? Yeah, ITV again. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, if you think about it, there's no uh, there's, there's there's no chase from the, without Bradley Walsh, is there? And the chase now, who, who can live without the chase? It's 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 literally become a, a British institution. So you I guess <laughs> the, the modern uh, British society really, isn't it? The, the chase is up there, mate. It's it's, it's so that's who I'll be most concerned about. There's no two ways about it. It sounds like you're uh, most concerned about the nation's impact of Bradley Walsh being inside rather than rather than Bradley himself. Or do you think is it, he seems to be on every fucking channel uh, most days these days? Bradley Walsh, to be honest with you, Doctor Who. He's got a chat show. Um, I haven't got the same love that you seem to harbour for for Bradley. Do you think he might be going round the bend because he he can't get himself out there and, and broadcast? I just don't want anything to happen to him, as I say, because because uh, all all the chases is the rest of the nation do in such high regard. Um, there's, there's, there's no there's no chase without Bradley Walsh and me and Louise actually me and missus were talking about this the other day. I think what Bradley does is more impressive than, than, than what the chases do, to be honest with you. I, I appreciate it's not recorded live, but I've never known a more articulate quiz master than Bradley Walsh. Never heard, never heard him stutter, never heard, seen him get flustered, final chase when there's a lot of money on the line. He's as articulate as ever. He's measured. He's, he's brilliant, so I literally couldn't speak hardly of him. So hang on, hang on, hang on. So like Paxman, John Humphreys, uh, Magnus Magnuson back in the day, you're putting Bradley Walsh... Yeah, well, think about it, and whoa, whoa, whoa. Without a doubt. Have you seen the money that's available in the chase and then the final chase? It comes down to not just seconds, but milliseconds. And all the onus is on the quizmaster to deliver the questions. You never ask, you never see the chases or the contestants saying, oh, sorry, what was that repeat the question? Because he doesn't have to, he's that articulate, he's that on the point. So yeah, I'd, I'd put him up against anyone you want to put him against. I think he's the most articulate quizmaster of all time. This side of the pond or, or, or over in America. I'd, ar the I'd argue... Ben Shepherd a couple of hours earlier might be more consummate to be honest with you, professional wise. No, I'd 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 I'd, I'd put uh, Stephen Mulher above Ben Shepherd. <laughs> Don't start me on him, Popey. 
Please don't okay. start me on him. I, I, let's, someone, let's just move on then. Someone else you should be worried about. Well, yeah, let's kind of move on. But someone else you should possibly be worried about. And I, I know you. A, a, a lot of the people, even our closest friends, might not know that you're a huge Elton John fan, uh, Pope. <laughs> I, I well, I course, Thanks for outing me. Yeah, I've outed you. I've outed you on your outing. Yeah. Um, I've got to be a bit concerned after this performance last night. <laughs> I, I sent you the... You got a little clip of it I sent you from Twitter, Popey. Could he be back on the beak, Elton? Are we worried? Um, what I took from that is, is, is I think it just added another layer to Elton John the artist, to be honest with you. You think in what way he looked very aggressive, looked very very unsettled by, by being indoors, I think. I think if you, whatever you say, if the mob, derogatory sort of meaning or manner towards Elton John is just blasphemous, to be honest with you. I won't have a bad word said about him. Um, you know my thoughts on Elton John. Uh, the artist more so is the man. But uh, I must say, though, in all fairness, like, I, did, I did chuckle at the, uh, the video you sent me. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> it was quite it was quite the performance. He'd sort of somewhere between Liberace and Johnny Rotten. He was so angry. <laughs> he lisp for whatever reason, which was uh, which was quite interesting. <sighs> Man, where did it start? The, I know this has gone on for a while now, probably since we've gone back to college. I remember we were getting in a getting in, in cars and whatnot and it'd be a staple of your soundtrack would be Elton John to quite the yeah. shock of of a lot of 17, 18 year old college students alpha males at yeah. the time where did it start the Elton love? Uh, I think Candle in the Wind Lady Dyer's Funeral to be honest with you Really? Really? Pulled on the nation's heartstrings and, and obviously I was one of the many many people watching that day and uh, I just thought what an artist what a voice and what a pianist, what a pianist, pianist, choose your words wisely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just, from that day, I started listening to a bit, bit more of his material and uh, I suppose the love grew from there, really. Have you seen him live? I know he was um, quite... Yeah, to be fair, I haven't seen him live, but just going back to that video you sent me, he did, he did sound deranged, didn't he? What's going on there? Like, I feel like he's taking the piss with this retirement. I feel like he's been on a retirement tour for maybe a, a, a quarter of his career, possibly. Yeah, well, he just sees it as a bit of a cash cow, really, doesn't he? So good luck to him. And he seems to be doing the rounds. I believe he was playing in Holton Stadium in, in Witness. Is, is that right? A couple <laughs> of years ago, I think I uh, flagged that up to you. Yeah, it, it stunk of desperation. That to be fair, like, didn't it? You didn't manage to see him live. No, there. I haven't, but I'd, I'd, I'd rather maintain, um, I was going to say maintain the relationship, obviously I haven't got any sort of relationship with him, but no, I'd, I'd rather sort of admire him from a distance as I am, to be honest with you, rather than getting too, uh, too up close and personally. Yeah, yeah. You never want to meet your idols, do you? No, no, you don't. Uh, a couple of subjects before we before we get out of here, Popey, um, one of our favourites. Usually seems well, like we still got to we still got to wrap up. I'm with best bets. No, we will. Yeah, we'll get round to that. I just want to ask you about um, again. 
we talk quite a lot about the Liverpool title situation. Um, did you see Noel Gallagher's take this week? He thinks that we should be handed the league, he reckons. He says we've won it, uh, hand it over to them. Um, yeah, I just think he's being a bit... Uh, I don't know. I think him by saying that, in the hope that we do be given it, there's always going to be an asterisk next to our name. So yeah. then, I don't think that goodwill will last long from from Noel Gallagher towards Liverpool, even if indeed it is goodwill. Um, I think he's probably that's the angle he's taking, or that's what he's suggesting, suggesting rather just so that we'll always have an asterisk next to our name, and that he can sort of Man City fans and and, and fans of other clubs around the country can always hold that against us. Mm. And that's we. That's the only sense that I can see from 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 him coming up with that. To be honest with you, I found it quite interesting that he warned of the dangers of playing games behind closed doors, and there is a is hardcore Man City fans that I told them that they'll just be fucking showing up and knocking the door down to get in the game. Where are these passionate City matchgoers um, before the coronavirus? They can't fucking. <laughs> Fill a stadium during a Champions League game. It's quite a surprise and take that I thought from from the little fella. But not only that, but for him to sort of class himself amongst these these apparent so-called hardcore Man City fans. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing he's got a box, hasn't he? I think at the Etihad, but don't really see him out uh, out on the road, do you? Following him the length and breadth of the country, like. Mm, it was an interesting take from a. Uh, from the little guy. I also wanted to ask you about, I don't know if you caught this one, Poby, a little rumour about our mate Bill O'Brien, um, the general manager and head coach of your Houston Texans, talk that he might be looking at swapping, I think is he 34-year-old, 35-year-old Matt Ryan for star quarterback Deshaun Watson. There's talk of a trade. <laughs> Not having that. Did you catch wait, wait. that one? Hey, this is fake news. Come on. No, no, Pope. He apparently was doing the rounds last weekend that he's apparently weighing up um, Matt Ryan because Atlanta want to get him off the wage bill. Apparently, he's gonna they'll get some um, draft picks, high up draft picks. It's absolutely insanity, <laughs> isn't it? Has he lost his mind? No, the only reason, lad, there's a lot of, uh, again, there's a lot of fake news out there. The only reason he's eyeing up Matt Ryan is because following on from the Houston Texans trading uh, DeAndre Hopkins a uh, few weeks back to, to the Cardinals. At that point, Deshaun Watson must have expressed his desire to leave the organisation to Bill O'Brien. Mm. And Bill O'Brien's targeting them because obviously journalists and fans alike just like to laugh at him, really, don't they? But I think there's probably more to it. If he is looking at Matt Ryan, that has got to be on the back of Deshaun Watson expressing his desire to leave. The way Texans. I, the way I gathered it's it. got to be. What I gathered from from the article and and from the rumours was that he was on the offensive though. Bill O'Brien seemed to be pursuing the trade. Yeah, obviously it's probably come from Deshaun Watson being pissed off with Hopkins being traded his star target. But it sounds like Bill O'Brien is trying to accelerate the situation. <laughs> Matty Ice is the call and Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. I just that, that'll be the maddest thing ever if it's if it, if it does happen and Deshaun Watson comes out after the trade. Saying that he, he wanted to say the Texans would, would literally be one of the maddest sporting trades, if not the maddest of all time. Those are the listeners who don't know much about the NFL. Obviously, you've got the Sean Watson coming out of college compared to Michael Jordan to what a thirty-four-year-old Matt Ryan. Mm, he's had a difficult but, season, doesn't come, he? Struggles to get about, can't get out the pockets. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. That, 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 I'd be very dubious about that, to be honest with you, but we'll see. 
This is not a hard thing for me to say. Bill O'Brien needs to be fired as GM of the Houston Texans. I'm not saying he needs to be fired as coach, but he does not need to be running football operations for the Houston Texans. The man doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Either that or he allows his emotions, his emotions to get in the way. In terms of this week, have you got one this week? Uh, as I say, we're still dealing on scraps, aren't we, Betwise? And it's obviously going to be long-term stuff. What have you got for us, Popey? Well, mine is, I think, well, mine's, mine's more one-dimensional, just, just sticking with the horses, and it's more of a, a horse to follow, to be honest with you. So I think, um, just to mix it up a little bit, do you want to start with your best of the week? And then we'll, we'll sort of yeah. see the best, as you say. Yeah, well, I've caught, I mean, the market's already responded a little bit to this, um, but it's the NBA Championship outright again. Now, you know... I've got the Miami Heat at 100 to 1. Um, so I've been a little yeah. bit disappointed there into a biggest 20 to 1. But it seems <clears throat> with the delay, um, we might not get basketball, we might not get the playoffs till later in the year. The Brooklyn Nets uh, knocking around at 66 to 1 and 80, and 80 to 1. I, I happen to get on Saturday. Now, by the time that starts up again, you could be having Kevin Durant. Uh, Kyrie Irving could be back by then, and any 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 team who's got them two in shouldn't be anywhere near eighty to one or sixty six to one. Uh, you don't know if they're going to be match fit. You don't know if they're going to be at a hundred percent as the playoffs start. But let's say you're starting the playoffs in October, they're going to be hundred percent, Popey. You'd think. So what's the what's what what's the timeline with 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 return from injury for, for both of them? There was a video released last week of KD working out on the court. Um, so that's a positive sign. Everyone's raving. The general manager of the Nets is made up. He says they're making tremendous progress. So uh, you've got to think they're going to be, you know, full training ready within a couple of months, you know. Well, basically, just to, for Kevin Durant, as, as you know, for any sort of basketball basketball enthusiasts... <clears throat> he's considered probably above LeBron James as being the best player in the NBA. I would NBA. say so. He'd got, four years. Before his injury, he'd got to a place where he was the most dominant player, the most sought after, the most impactful player, wouldn't you say, Popey, in the league? I think so, yeah. And, 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 and according to the people in the know, who know far more about basketball than us, sort of the consensus was certainly in the last last, few, last couple of years that he was he was the best player in the NBA. Um, so any team, any to be as high as 66, 88 or 80 to 1. And then you throw in Kyrie Irving in the mix, who's what, top five point guard Definitely. in the game. Yeah. yeah, tremendous player and, and great playoff, great playoff player as well in the past. You know, he's he's yeah. he's done it in the big time next to a superstar, hasn't he? We've seen that for the Cavaliers next to LeBron. I just think if you're taking a bit of a punt. Like most bets at the moment, it's corona-pending. Yeah. We don't know when we're going to get the NBA back. But the longer it goes on, and when you've got a state like LA turning around <clears> and saying, look, we're not going to have stadiums, we're not going to have um, sports on anytime soon. They can't see sports in the near future. It's going to be a while, I think, till we get the NBA championships. And if you're getting a fully fit Kevin Durant and a fully fit Kyrie Irving, I think... I got a bit of 80 to 1 the weekend. I think even 66 to 1 with 888 to win the NBA championship is definitely worth a little bit of investment while the price is high. 
So is this based on, so if, if NBA does resume for this season, which isn't a guarantee at this stage, have they said they're just going to go straight to the playoffs? That's being talked about, is that they're going to, they're going to go right into playoffs. And Brooklyn are a seven seed at the moment, is that right? I was just going to come on to that. I don't know, I was going to ask you, are they obviously the seed to, to, to make the playoffs? It's the top eight teams in each conference. Yeah, the seventh at the moment, Brooklyn. The seventh, are they? The seventh at the moment, so... Uh, you know, as I say, none of us are praying for this pandemic to go on any longer, are we? But if it does and we get basketball at a later time, you wouldn't mind being on the Brooklyn Nets with a fit Kevin Durant. Well, if you, if you, exactly. If they're guaranteed straight to go into the playoffs, then everyone's just, it's a clean slate. Everyone's just starting off on an even keel. Your, your regular season record doesn't matter at that point. No. Plus, the seventh seed, they avoid the number one seed in the Milwaukee Bucks. They do. So they then play the second seed. And as you know, there's not much sort of strength and depth in the Eastern Conference. So if they do have Durant and Evan back, then that just could be a ridiculous price. But my only sort of downside to that particular bet is, I, I don't know, I, I didn't, um, the ESPN basketball analyst, Windhorst, didn't he report that... Um, there's, there's, there's sort of they're becoming a little bit more pessimistic about the, the season resuming in any any form. So I don't know whether they'll just decide to cancel it. I think either way, we're going to have a decision from Adam Silver in the NBA in May. I think they said they're going to, they're going to discuss it further with a view of, of, of coming up with a definitive answer as to whether they're going to, going to continue with the season or not. Well, so that would be a sort of nagging doubt. So I don't know whether it but the worst just... case scenario is, is you get your money back. If they scrap it, you get your dough back, don't you? Exactly. Better not and then, yeah. So yeah, it's, a exactly. shot, it's a shot or not and it's a big price. You're gambling a little bit on KD's fitness. You're gambling a little bit on actually the timetable of when we get playoff basketball. But I just think it's, yeah. worth, it's worth a shot, Pompey. I just think if you can get a fit Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together in the playoffs and you can get, I think 66ers might be the best out there. If you can get 80s, Jesus Christ, jump on it. If you can get 80s for them too, yeah, it's got to be worth a dabble, hasn't it? Sounds good. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely worth a dabble each way, considering it's yeah. a, a better not as well. If it is cancelled, you get your money back. Absolutely. What's uh, what's caught your eye, Popey, for future, future Have you got bets? any others, by the way, or, or is it just, just that one? There was want? a little interesting one. Um, I'm not sure how much you can get on this or if it's still knocking about, but at the weekend, there was 50 to 1 about Joe Wicks to be knighted uh, in the Queen's Honours list, the next Queen's Honours list. So... A little bit of 50 to 1 action on a novelty market. He's been doing a wow. lot. No, you're not having it. Wow. You, you could offer me 5 million to 1, and I wouldn't be having it. Just what an absolute load of nonsense. He's doing Just a lot. Just out of interest. Just out of interest. Where, what price was Bradley Walsh on the list? <laughs> I don't know. I can look into it for you, Popey. I don't think he's quite been lifting spirits for the nation quite as much with his uh, chase reruns. As no, I'd say he has even more so. I'd say he's the only thing that's getting a lot of people through this uh, this pandemic at the minute. Just knowing that they, they, get, a, they get a slice of uh, Bradley every day. Okay, well, we can look into that. I'm sure maybe for next week that could be your better the week, um, a Bradley Walsh. Yeah, get, get the mortgage on it. So, so what should, I'm just intrigued here. I don't really want to delve into it in, in too much information because I just think it's an absolute load of nonsense. But... What's your angle, like? Joe Wicks? It's, getting 90, it's just what he's been doing. Yeah, the PE, Yeah, the free fitness. He's already wow. quite well regarded. Well, they put it this way, Pope. He's four to nine to be mentioned in the honours. So he's going to get an MBE or he's going to get something like that. He's, he's four to nine. You know, he's odds on. Can I just ask you which irresponsible bookmakers actually posted the price on this? I think it's Unibet and William Hill. William Hill have got the 50 to one about him to be knighted. 
um, at the moment. He's been slashed. Listen to this one. I don't know what you'll make of this because we still don't know whether he will qualify for it. He's been slashed for Sports Personality at the Year Award, 50 to 1 into 8 to 1 in some places. I just well, I'm, I just can't get William Hill out of my head. That's enough for me to uh, to get rid of my shares in the company, to be honest with you. I'm absolutely disgusted. Uh, in terms of sports personality, it wouldn't surprise me, given the nation of absolute jokes that we are. Don't get me started. Don't get me on my soapbox. I'm in relatively high spirits today. Let's just change the subject before I go off on one, OK? So you won't be having a little play of Joe Wicks of 50 to 1 to be knighted now? What do you think? Let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave Give it at that. Give me a for Bradley Walsh and then I'll get stuck into it. John Wicks to be knighted. World's gone mad for you, Popey. World went mad a long time ago, but as I say, yeah, five million to one, I wouldn't even be slightly interested. Give us your pick then. Come on, let's move on to yours. Well, it's certainly not Joe Wicks to be knighted anyway, so anyone who's daft enough to be listening to this podcast will be uh, will be glad to hear. Um, mine is more of a sort of horse to follow than anything else with a, with a few potential targets. Okay. So there's a horse of Jessica Harrington's called Albina. Right. Uh, Philly. Um, so she's about to start her three-year-old classic career. So obviously within the classics for three-year-olds, you've got the Guineas, you've got the Oaks and Derby, and then you've got the St. Ledger. Um, so believe it or not Jessica Harrington has got the strongest um, team of two-year-old fillies from last year in terms of the amount of group ones they won um, and then just also in terms of the, the reputation and, and high esteem that they're all held in uh, even stronger than, than a powerhouse stable like an Aidan O'Brien for instance Okay, Albina during her two-year-old juvenile career last year uh, won a group one in France uh, over over a mile and then just over three weeks later a decision was then made by her owners who were the Niarcos family quite a well-known obviously family within within flat horse racing to take it over to the Breeders' Cup she ran in one of the Breeders' Cup juvenile races there she come fourth out of 14 or I asked you last week to, to go back and watch the Kamari video I, uh, I suggest you do the same with with Albina and also anyone who's, who's listening to the pod. Uh, it's the name's A L B I G. Okay. Albina. Um, one of the worst rides you'll, you'll ever see by by Shane Foley, who's the stable jockey for Jessinger Harrington. Added on the rail, literally no chance turning for home, and then managed to find a bit of a gap. Come surging late uh, to finish fourth, and again it was only a few lengths down if that the finish. Um, reported to have summoned well. Um, the talks from Harrington and, and actually Shane Foley himself is that she's come on the most out of, out of the team of, of last year's ju- juveniles. She's got stronger, she's filled out. And there's also what's, what's of particular interest and why I feel as though she's probably my horse to follow for the whole of the flat season is um, Jessica Harrington had the champion three-year-old filly two or three years ago, a horse by the name of Alpha Centuri. Okay, so she's got she's got previous... Yeah, do you remember Alpha Centauri? Yeah, 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 of course. Family. Um, in her three-year-old career, she won four four group ones, um, and Harrington's already compared Albina to Alpha Centauri. But uh, if you look back at the juvenile careers, um, I think 
Um, Alpha Centauri won one race and wasn't even a, a group race, whereas Albina won a group race and then her owners and trainer thought that highly of her to take over to the Breeders' Cup. That didn't happen with Alpha Centauri. Um, so looking at the prices, which is a nice surprise, she's double digits for the Guineas, uh, um, which I think is a standout price. The only thing which would put me off slightly is given the strong team of horses Harrison's got. She was initially going to spread her fillies across the three Guineas races, being the English Guineas, the Irish Guineas and the French Guineas. And initially, given that she'd won a group one over in France, uh, Harrington's come out and said the initial plan was to run it in the French 1000 yeah, Guineas. Obviously, given with the pandemic at the minute and any potential restrictions on horses uh, leaving, leaving country, uh, leaving the country and going to other countries, and to relook at that. But if you wanted a little go for it to go in the 1000 Guineas, the current price is 12 to 1. Okay. Seems absolutely massive given what she's achieved as a juvenile and, and obviously reports about she's summoned from both Harrington and and Foley. What I think is potentially of more interest is the price for the Oaks. As you know, obviously being into racing yourself, the Oaks is again restricted to three-year-old fillies, but it's over an extended distance from the Guineas. It's it's one mile, four furlongs, so in effect one and a half miles. Um, so obviously there's doubts in terms of stamina because juveniles don't run to those distances anyway. Yeah. Uh, Paul Harrington's already said that she feels she should get one and a half miles uh, plus her races as a juvenile were mainly over a mile. Yeah. So the race that she won in uh, France was over a mile and then the Breeders' Cup race was a mile. And then the natural progression usually from a juvenile to a three-year-old tends to be from one mile up to one one mile two and then one mile four. Um, and looking at Alpha Centauri, all of her group ones that she won were over a mile, but most of the races in the juvenile career were over six furlongs and not a mile, you see. Using that as a barometer, you'd like to think that she'd naturally get a bit further now that she's a bit stronger. Yeah. So looking at a price for the Oaks, you can get it as big as 25 to 1, which again, there's no guarantee she's going to go there, but you've got Beth365, Blood Sports and our mates Jensing, um, who are putting up a 25 to 1, which just seems absolutely ridiculous to be honest with you. But at the same time, there's no absolute guarantees as is the case with any anti-post betting, and obviously there is still some uncertainty there. But for me, 25 to 1, uh, Albina for the Oaks seems a massive price. And then just generally as a horse to follow for the flat season, if you've got a horse racing, horse racing tracker, just uh, just get it in there. So you wouldn't have a dabble on the Guineas as well, Popey? Would you just go for the Oaks? You know, obviously they're the shorter prices for the Guineas. Uh, would you not be tempted to have a cover on that? Or are you confident that... No, I already have. Yeah, I've already backed it for the Guineas. Okay. Uh, but as I say, the initial plan was for it to go to France, but that's a little bit up in the air now. So I've already had a little go, but then I've had a slightly bigger go uh, for the Oaks. But then I think just generally as well, any sort of group one races in between, it's definitely a, a horse worth keeping on side on. If you do um, watch any of the sort of races back, um, she tends to, to sort of come off the bridle quite early and then similar to the selection of last week, Kamari does most of the best work at the finish, which suggests to me that she wouldn't she wouldn't actually get further. Um, and she reminds me a little bit in that respect of, do you remember Ingalls Driver? Yeah, oh, aye, yeah, of course. Yeah, so three-time sort of world hurdle winner. Yeah. So appreciate it's national hunt and not flat. But I remember back on that horse, that horse many a time over the years, Joe, and it would be... Literally just off the bridle, five, six yeah, furlongs yeah. up. It's, it's not the, pre- it's not the prettiest. It's not the prettiest. And then 
fly up to Cheltenham Hill. So not too dissimilar in, 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 with, with that horse in that respect. And uh, as I say, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, the fact, the fact she comes off the bridle early because she finds that much when she, uh, when she does. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I, I will get it in the book. Pope, he wants to follow Albina. And I'll, uh, I'll, have a, I'll have a little dabble on both the races, I think, Pope. Why not? Why not? Yeah, just worth a little dabble, I think. Don't be going too mad in case they do revert back to, to France for the uh, for the Guineas. But I'll be, uh, based on, obviously, talk coming out of the uh, the Harrington camp, I think the plan is, is the Oaks. So definitely worth getting there, having a little go at that. Okay, tremendous. Let's get on that then, Popey. A couple of... Good long-term wages, that's all we seem to be able to, to put out at the moment. But I'm sure at some point, hopefully, as early as the start of June, they're talking about the championship being behind closed doors. We might have a little bit of week-to-week gambling, hopefully. Right, should we leave it at that? Are we getting back to it? I think so, mate, yeah. I've, okay, um, yeah best go back to the... Uh... Do some work. Hey, you're eating into me, uh, to me work and I was Definitely. here. Possibly pleased to hear. Get Hopefully back. he doesn't listen to the pod. Get back to Abby and the boys. All right, Pope, we'll yeah. catch up next week. Okay, Paul, take it take easy. Take it easy, lad. See you in a bit. ta mate. Ta-ra. It was a pleasure. Ta-ra. See you, mate. You can never know what it's like. You blood like when it freezes just like ice. That the cold and lonely light that shines from you. You wind up like the wreck you hide behind and mask you use. Get to think fool will never win. Look at me, I'm a coming back again. Got a taste of love in a simple way. You need to know what I feel standing. You just fade away. You know, I'm still standing there and I ever did. Look like a tooth of lava. Feel like a little kid. I'm still standing at the Without you on my mind I'm still standing